0: to the podcast. This is a weekly podcast co-hosted by Denver Transplants. My name's Matt. And my name is Andrew. And welcome to You Aren't From Here. So, Andrew, uh, how did we, you know, how did we get here? You guys are probably thinking, who the heck are these guys? And they clearly have no idea what they're doing on a podcast. So, uh, my name's Matt. Like I said, Matt Spangler. This is Andrew Swetnum. Um, And this is a podcast just kind of outlining our time in Denver. Just kind of getting here when we we got here a month ago i did you've been here a year yeah and just kind of experiencing the city and we figured you know there's a ton of people that are our age um doing the same thing we're doing and how cool would it be to have you know a network of people just trying to figure out the city and all the the cool things that they've got going on
1: yeah no and i uh you know i brought the idea to matt about five six months ago it was pre-covid um so we had some excitement there we thought it would be a lot of fun it'd be easy Frickin to do. <laughs> and then uh COVID hit and we kinda, you know, took a back Partners, as everybody has. Um we we're both originally from Kansas City, Missouri. Um we are Chiefs fans and we are Royals fans, but we're gonna keep that in our uh political views out of this podcast. <laughs> we're gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> we will try. Uh I would say we will bring up, you know, if we get any championships, any Super Bowls in mile high, uh it'll be It'll be a topic here. And we'll, you know, we, we get excited about the wind. um, mm-hmm. makes the city alive and has some excitement about it. So, yeah, I guess, you know, it's one of
0: those things where we, you know, we, we decided to start this podcast, uh, just to talk about random, you know, kind of random things. And so the, the point of the podcast and what we're going to, you guys are going to find here is clearly we, we have a very minimal plan and it is, let's just bring you guys on this journey with us. Let's, let's try new foods, try new beer, try new, you know, cool things to do, hiking outdoors, um, trying new places to eat. Um, you know, let's just, let's just figure out some of the cool things and some of the not so cool things. And then, you know, hopefully we become, you know, as the years progress, we, we become the experts of, of Denver, which I I highly doubt, but, um, let's just have fun doing it, you know? So the, the, the way we want to start out this podcast um, and again, this is episode one, so clearly, you know, this episode probably is going to look a lot different if we keep with it from episode 100. Uh, but for now, you know, really what we want to kind of to start out the podcast on is what what we really, you know, being new to Denver and living in Denver just day in and day out, we learn something new every week. And so this week, we wanted to touch briefly on something, you know, that I learned um, and it was actually my my real estate agent who was helping me buy my home um, actually told me this. And if you guys will remember uh, the random frost snow situation we had in September, which, you know, we well, lived we lived in Texas for nine years or eight years before this. So I have lost my winter coat. But, uh, yeah, that, that little frost that came, I was ill-prepared coming from Texas to... I had no shovel i had no scraper for my car so i was like oh i'm going to go outside turn my car on start getting the defrost going go inside finish up what i'm doing and then be on my merry way right as everyone does as everyone does come to find out that's technically illegal so i figured you know if there's all these other people coming from all these other you know warmer climate states like us it may be helpful to know you know what? What is? What are we even talking about? And why is it illegal? So, the technical term of this is actually called puffing, um, which I think is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty on brand. Let's
1: say it's, I'd say it's uh, pretty, pretty Denver, pretty Colorado here. Uh, in
0: in in looking at this and looking at some of the articles, it's actually funny. One of the uh, one of the articles, the third article, if you look up puffing. Is it is Colorado Puffer Week, and it has nothing to do with pot. So I think it's you know it's 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 a common misconception that that does not actually involve smoking weed. So what puffing is, like we just talked about, is starting your car and not being in your car. Now, in looking at all the articles, there's actually this is a this is not a new thing. This actually goes back to the '90s, and Colorado is not the only state where this is technically illegal, um, but given that we don't really care about any other states we're going to only focus on Colorado. So what's actually interesting is there's really two reasons why this is could be deemed, you know, illegal. There's there's the environmental impact, obviously. So if you're not in your car not driving and your car's running, you know, emissions are coming out, could be bad for the environment, right? Yeah. So that's one one lens to look at
1: it. That's uh, very Colorado again.
0: Again, very on brand. Yeah, very um, and the second is actually the reason why Colorado has banned it, and it's because of thefts. <laughs> so if you look at this, when, when the, the puffing season, as these articles are calling it, is occurring, a.k.a. the winter months, um, cars, carjackings are like up like 30-fold. Right. And it's because all of these people are turning their cars on, going inside, doing whatever... And especially when it's that cold outside, it's pretty obvious when a car is running, and you can see pretty clearly if someone's not in that car, and then they just kind of take off. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so it's interesting. That is why Colorado has actually made it illegal. Now, there is a couple distinctions, and John Hickenlooper actually revised this in, I believe, 2016. Um Interestingly enough, he's now running for Senate. You've probably been bombarded, like all of us have, with commercials. Um, yeah, so we need to have a political episode that just goes it's... into who these people are, because yeah, I yeah. don't know. But no, yeah. gotta... Hickenlooper is apparently the old governor. So, yeah. um, fun fact for you guys. So, Hickenlooper made this, or revised this puffing law, um, to basically say, you know, if, if you have a remote starting car, and the key does not is not required to be in the car you can technically puff to your heart's delight. Apparently.
1: How, so how long is is there a puffing limit? Or is, like, is there so, any kind of puffing? So like 30 seconds, is that illegal? So that's a great question. So puffing, they, the it's actually outside
0: of puffing, you're technically not allowed to sit in your car, even if you're in your car, idly for more than five minutes, according to Colorado state law. Wow. Not that that's enforceable, but whenever, you know, we've all done it, when we're waiting, you know, when we're dropping off our spouse or girlfriend or whatever, or like if, if my spouse is dropping me off, going inside to get Chipotle, and she's sitting outside for five minutes, once you exceed the five-minute time, frame, technically you are breaking the law. You're puffing. So you're, you're puffing, but yeah. you're, you're puffing in the car, so it's like it's a different kind of puffing. So <laughs> technically, regardless if you're in the car or not, over five minutes, Colorado law says, nah, not supposed to do that. So the answer to your question is five minutes. Now, I don't think you better – you must have some high power car if your car is going to be fully warm after being you know outside all, all night for five minutes. It's going to take longer than five minutes. So um, just be aware of that. Be smart. That, that And looking at the penalties, it looks like the, the ticket that you can get is like $60. They can actually write you a ticket, and they have written tickets before. Um, and there's an actually interesting thing called Puffer Week, and I'm not making this up. There is a Puffer Week where it's a – basically, the Denver Police Department decides that they want to raise awareness about puffing. And so, it's a week where they have all these different things and stories and, and, you know, town hall meetings about the dangers of puffing and getting your car stolen. So, during – I bring that up because during that Puffer Week, Denver Police have actually been known to increase the ticket by more than 60 bucks because it's, like, part of their awareness campaign. Interesting. So, all that to say, $60 penalty, but just, you know, it's it's not the end of the world. The, re- the, the chances of you getting a ticket in a neighborhood is probably slim. But just if you're going to do that, it, it's more just personally for you. If your car is like mine and can't remote start without the key actually being in the car, just be smart. Because it's actually a pretty rampant problem to the point where this has been a 20-, 30-year discussion in Denver, and the laws are constantly
1: changing and, with technology. So, And now, Hickey change. Yeah, I can't remember if you fully got through this. Does it – if you have a remote start and I start a remote start, how long can I let it sit there? Yeah, I think I think it's five minutes. Oh, five minutes. So. I, I think – well, because that's the
0: thing is I don't – the, the things that I was reading on actual puffing, puffing is just illegal in any capacity if your car keys are in the car. Got it. But if you're legal, technically, which according to Higginlooper's law, whenever your car keys aren't physically in there but it's still started, I think the other law takes over, which is five minutes. Okay. So, again, there's not a police officer sitting there with a stopwatch, but it's, like, I, I think that was just some arbitrary, like, time. And it's actually interesting because I, I was reading, so, like, it changes by city, right? So, like, Vail, I think I read somewhere on Vail, it's, like, 15 minutes. Hmm. So, it's, like, the time frames are constantly changing, but it's not – I mean, come on. It's it's If you got – if a police officer gave me a ticket for five minutes and you know and they had a stopwatch that said I was there for five minutes, give me the ticket. I, you, you you win. Right. I, 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 you earned it. Like <laughs> here's, here's
1: my money. <laughs> it's what i saying. It's kind of like – I would look at it as like if I got that, would be like, yeah, basically I was jaywalking, which is what, what I would compare it to. Yeah. It's like yeah. the cop was just going out of his way. He was not happy with me. I was doing something wrong that was just not really that wrong. Yep. But – he just was having a bad day. I was probably having a great day and it just ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And
0: especially with those out of state, out of state, what I found and it actually didn't happen in Colorado, but when you have out of state license plates, cops will actually come after you because it's not only revenue for them, but it's also out of state revenue. So it's like a double whammy. So like when we were in Missouri and I was going back to Texas for some, for going back to school, um, I was driving in the left lane was not speeding, but was driving in the left lane and got pulled over for not passing someone in the left lane. And I'm like, really? That's that's what we're... Okay. And I was like, oh, I wasn't speeding, right officer? And he's like, no, but here's your ticket. And I was just like, come on. And it was because I was in Kansas with Texas plates. Yeah. So, so it, it's... It, it, jaywalking,
1: puffing, left <laughs> lane without passing. Puffing. I got it. Come <laughs>
0: on, don't puff, man. If you're going to puff,
1: stay inside and do the real puffing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is legal in Colorado. Which is legal in Colorado, I <laughs> preface. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that topic. Uh, so hopefully learn what we learned this week and hopefully that's something new. Um, tell your either, friends. Yeah. Tell your friends uh, either. If you are from here or not, I think that's pretty helpful. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so next topic we, uh, we wanted to go with what, where have we been this week? So we're going to try to like go somewhere new every week, tell you about it tell what we thought. Um, if we think it's a, a plus or a minus, because you know, you take that 30 minutes, you get all hyped up about something new, you get out there, and then it's a to 3 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we can keep you away from that, and we give you all 9 out of 10s, and mm-hmm. you're excited to go wherever we go. Let us suffer for you. Exactly. So, uh, the first on the list that we both tried last week was called Aqua Golf. Um, mm-hmm. Aqua Golf is down off of 501 West Florida Avenue. Um, you can basically, what it is, is a driving range where you... Hit balls into the pond, which I've never seen before. By the way, before that, that yeah. concept is
0: is interesting. Yeah, no, I was easy. gonna say amazing. I, it's we'll go with more interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I mean you get the distance, how far your ball travels, but you don't really get like the bounce after. So, kind well, it's just like I've never seen like. I'm, uh, growing up, we've always had
0: like the big carts that go and pick up the balls, right? And yeah. you're just like. You just and I've avoided water at all costs playing golf. And this one, it's like, oh, just go ju- jack your ball into this giant pond. Yeah.
1: And yeah, that's the first time I've seen it. No, yeah, I, I would think it's kind of interesting because you can't really fully determine how far your shots are going to go it's for that. Like, it's like practice needs. Yeah. You hit the ball and you usually like okay, point. it goes 150 yards. Like it's five iron, six I don't know whatever you hit, 150 yards, seven iron right. probably. And then you go to the aqua golf and it's like, well, I hit a seven iron, hundred and. 30. I mean, it's like, well, that's 20 yards. It could yeah. be pretty detrimental. Yeah. Um, but we did not go to the dry range. We just saw it. Our biggest takeaway was the putt putt. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, there's two 18 hole courses that you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. By the looks of it, it looks pretty standard. You don't really have like the windmill spin in, you don't really I was have say, anything it's, too
0: technical. It's the professional mini golfers league. Like it's yeah. not you don't have the clown mouth and the like you're saying, but it's like it is it's still mini golf. There's still hills and a bunch of stuff, but it's not like <sighs> yeah, you're the the windmill thing, it's not like the kitty golf, it's like more it's the more of the professional golf mini golf. Yeah. If I had to
1: describe it. <laughs> and to give you perspective, we played a scramble and we had three people on our team. Yeah. The goal, par is basically a two on every hole. It's
0: technically, there are definitely par threes, but we treat it like, you, there's no excuse. There is no excuse for getting a two, or getting a three. Getting yeah, a three. And, Scrambling uh,
1: with three people. <laughs> well, scrambles play your own best, ball, scramble is also player on ball. Best ball. Best ball. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, we did not hit a hole in one in our entire 18. Um, so, it no. kind of tells you how difficult it is. Um, but, overall, I'd say i I go back. I go back awesome. multiple times. I give it an eight out of ten. I think the driving range is a little different. It's kind of fun. Um, I think if you're like a really high end golfer, you're trying to figure out your clubs. Yeah, I, 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 the the range for me, if you're if you
0: really wanting to hit balls and you're a professional you're a, a a serious golfer, go somewhere else. If you yeah. are going out there for fun and you're going on like a date and you just want to like whack around some balls, like it's a great time. Yeah. But the mini golf. I think the mini golf, yeah, I think eight out of ten is great. I think it's 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 really good shape in the the water holes. Like, and I've never seen this either, where you intentionally hit it in the running water, and then it runs down your ball runs down the water, hits a grate, and then goes like by the hole. That was like amazing. Yeah. I've never seen that before.
1: <laughs> it's another concept of. When the hell do you ever want to hit it into the water? And it's exactly. better for you to uh, hit in the water. I,
0: well, I guess they're living up to their name, and I never really thought about that until we just started talking about it. It's like I was like, "What is their obsession with water?" Well, their name's Aqua Golf, so it's a pretty good point. It's no, so a really good point. And I would also IQ say eating. that
1: we are not paid by Aqua Golf. If they want to pay us, we'd be open to it. But we're giving them an eight out of ten, golf? <laughs> which is our realistic rating of them. And that's a good. I think that's a great point, especially on episode one. We will,
0: I promise you, if we ever get to the point, which seems pretty far-fetched at this point, but if we ever get to the point where we are paid for advertisements, I promise you we will let you know. Every other opinion is ours, and we are not getting paid. If Aquagolf was paying us, we would be the first person to tell you. We'd be the first people to tell you. And then we'd also probably go get a free, you know, hit you guys up whenever you go play, and we'll get our free round in, too. So we will let you guys know. All of our opinions are our own, unless we say... This is an advertisement and this is paying for our beer money. So um, we will let you know.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, later on maybe hopefully it we'll pays more beer, but it's probably only going to be about beer money. Yeah. And it's going to be, yeah, Coors Lighter, Natural Light
0: for the time being. So, um, yeah, Aquagolf, 8 out of 10. So great I thought it great. Puffer yep. week, 1 out of 10. Stupid yeah. puffing. Um, okay. And then the, the last thing for the week is what have we tried? So... The what have we tried can be you know restaurants, breweries, all that stuff, and we we want to eat and drink our way through Denver as quickly as possible. Um, so we went to Rio Grande, or as what am I to call it, Rio Grande, and it was de- it's downtown. Um, it is not the pinnacle Mexican food of Denver. I don't want you guys to hear me hear us saying that. Um, we are not thinking that this is a white tablecloth, you know, ten star meal, but. We, you know, we went for happy hour because we were, we were getting together, sweating on me and a couple of our buddies. And we were like, you know what, let's go, let's go to happy hour somewhere. Let's go, you know, sake bomb or let's go get some margaritas and then just see where the night takes us. And so we were downtown and went to to Rio Grande and I, you know, the, the happy hour, I give about a two out of 10, mostly because their happy hour is a dollar off. It's not even a happy hour. It's like, like I'm used to like, if a margarita is $9, happy hours, it's like $4. But Rio Grande, it's like margaritas are nine fifty and during happy hour it's eight fifty. I'm like, that's kinda of bullshit. Like that's that's like come on. Like I that that's to me is not is not happy hour. But I will say the margaritas were strong. Yeah. I thought, and I liked them. I like the taste.
1: I'd say they had a bigger effect on you than they did on me. But, all, right, uh, all right, I think you had three, I think I had two, so we don't really uh, know. Oh well that, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say though that they did have for the happy hour. Three dollar tacos. Oh,
0: that's a good point. So food I, was food was good.
1: Yeah. So I walked out of there. I would say it was really three dollar tacos. is Probably. I mean, in Denver, that's it's nice, hard to find. Really? Probably a seven out of ten. Okay. Six out of ten. I don't know. And that would like, I think overall. I mean, we walked out of there. I had two margaritas, three tacos, and it was like thirty bucks. Yeah. I, I will. I will revise my two
0: out of ten to three and a half out of ten because of the tacos. The, okay. the dollar off drink. I'm still. I'm still jaded. That yeah. still made me mad, but still, still salty. But that's okay. That's all right. It's fine. So Rio Grande, three and a half out of ten for me. Seven out of ten for all sweaty here.
1: I would. I would actually. I'll revise. I'll say six out of ten. Don't but let me. Don't let
0: me it's, influence your.
1: It's a six range. out of ten. That I would go back again.
0: I would too. Oh, I would too. I, the reason I bring up that the actual experience and being outside and the food and the drinks, like, I that, that was probably a six out of ten. I agree with your six out of ten. My rating was if you're going thinking you're going to get a deal during happy hour, you are going to be disappointed. So you're rating the happy hour. You're not rating.
1: Yeah, I guess we did mainly rate the happy hour. There.
0: Yeah, because that's what we had. And I mean, that, that's I, I guess yeah, it's all it's all relative. Food and experience, six out of ten. If I was knowing, if I was going in knowing I was going to pay full price, it would have been a six out of ten. But I gave it a three and a half out of 10 because I was expecting $4 margaritas and I got $850 margaritas.
1: Yeah. So. Ironic. Salty. Salty. Very salty. So. (laughs) All right. That's where we are. We're six out of 10 on a normal go. We're uh, three and a half out of 10 (laughs) on a happy happy hour. hour. (laughs) Uh, So on to the next topic. uh, The last. We have two more things that we try to kind of focus on. Um, This one we thought would be kind of fun. You know, Denver is. In comparison to most cities, I feel like a heavy brewery city. Um, you go to Rhino right. and there's breweries on every corner. Um, mm-hmm. So we thought each week we'd do Beer of the Week, another rating system. We are predominantly 0 out of 10 guys. It's uh, kind of where we go. So this week we did Denver Beer Co. Uh, they have a Hay pumpkin, pumpkin Harvest Ale. For all you PSLers out there. It's <laughs> yeah. A- it's a big fall thing. Uh, so we thought we would try this. Um, on the box... It explains it as, as the leaves change and color weather signals the arrival of fall, Hey Pumpkin is a celebration of the season. Ooh. This pumpkin brew has a gorgeous copper hue resulting from the bushels of real pumpkin used in the mash with a nose full of cinnamon, nutmeg, and spice. She is an autumn melody yeah, that will have you reaching for your sweater. Yeah, she is. Well, let's try it and see if okay. you say, yeah, she is. or no, I don't know, know if I'm like really, uh, the pumpkin...
0: I'm not like I do like pumpkin flavor, but like I don't know if I'm mm. I and think it's egg. I mean I know.
1: I, I I like it.
0: I do like it. Dude, that's what I was saying like the 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 thing and I think you you nailed it when we were at Aqua Golf last week. It's like there are certain beers, especially for me some of the seasonal beers where it's like it's really good, but like I can't have like six pumpkin flavored beers. <laughs> Like that's just that, that's just a lot.
1: So you're not a big fall guy is what you're saying. You're, I, you're I love
0: I love fall, but I haven't that the pumpkin flavor, the fall flavor, I'm I'm good on in doses. Okay. So I'm not like I'm not going to Starbucks and crushing like four PSLs. Like it's going I'm in I don't even know if I've okay, maybe I'll have one PSL. I'm not above it, but
1: and PSL so Pumpkin knows. spice latte. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So yeah, sorry, I'm just uh I'm I'm quick at the abbreves. So
1: <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I, I mean, I get this. I think, all right, if someone gave you six pack, how many could you or would you drink before you're like, I need to switch it up? Ooh.
0: Um, this one's actually a lot lighter than the one that we had at Aqua Golf, and it was a different beer. We're not going to talk about it here, but different beer. Um, I could probably have like three, three that's, or four.
1: That's right. So for me, hey, pumpkin. Uh, hey, Pumpkin. I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. I
0: uh, I'm going to give it a 6, but only because it's not my kind of not my kind of beer. Okay. But of of a seasonal beer, it's really good. Yeah. I like it. A lot lighter, not as not as spicy like, you know, the 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 uh like October November spice that comes with fall, like it's not all of that's
1: the stuff that kind of makes my stomach all like, Bleh.
0: So yeah. Pretty good.
1: I would say we haven't had the stomach feeling yet, so uh, no. maybe by the end of the episode, it might yeah. be down to a five. Be, yeah, be fun. And <laughs> At this depressing. time, seven well, out of 10, yeah. Six out of
0: ten. And what about like Denver Beer Co., too? Like what, I mean, where where's Denver Beer Co.? You know this better than I do. You live around here, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So Denver Beer Co., um, it's over off Platte Street. That's like their main testing place. Um, <laughs> it's I in low high, right? Uh. It, Depend no, not it depends on what you consider low high and what you can consider Lodo. Um, we can do. Oh, okay. We can do an episode on that. What yeah. is that? I don't even know the difference there. <laughs> so, okay. So Wolf. usually my look at it is low high is once you cross, say you're on Fifteenth Street, you're going across. Once you pass Pod Street and you go over I twenty five, that's where I start to say you're in the highlands. So you're in Lodo until you get to basically I twenty uh, going north. Okay. Going west, northwest kind of. Okay. Okay. So like you're you're coming from downtown. That's technically you're in Lodo over by Platt Street and everything. And then you go across the. Got it. Yeah. Low high. You go across I-25. You're in the Highlands. Fair Um, enough. Yeah. Real estate, you know, coming out. Gracious man. uh, Yeah. We can talk. We probably should do some more research on the breweries. We'll give a little bit more, but, um, this one great spot. It is a cool spot. Platt Street right now, 1695 Platt Street. They, um, they have outdoor seating right now. I know that they have a lot of different beers throughout the year. Um, we'll try multiple of these, I think. And I'm sure we will. I think we go visit, maybe uh, try to see if we can get a tour and talk to the brewmaster. Yeah,
0: that'd be cool. And they have, do they let you take, I'm sure you can buy beer there and take it out, right? Because there's mm-hmm. that really cool park across the street from Denver Beer Co. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's Commons Park.
0: Commons Park. Yeah. So, I mean, brewery sweet and if you don't, if you're, you know, especially with COVID you're not wanting to stick around, definitely recommend, and, and Sweaty and I did this, What a couple months ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, When I was just visiting, but like we'd just go grab go grab a six pack or go grab you know a couple beers from Denver Beer Co. and then just go into the park, set up a little picnic style situation, just hang out and enjoy the city. I mean, we're getting into the point right now where you probably you know it's gonna be a little chilly for that, but definitely in the summer or when you have those nice days. I mean, this is a perfect brewery that has an awesome awesome park within walking distance. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, and I would. I mean. We'll probably go over this one a little bit more in detail, but you can, in Denver, which is different than most cities, you can drink at parks. So, yeah, it'll be a topic for a later episode. It's not puffing, it's not illegal. It's not puffing. So, all right. Um, and then on to our last topic, our kind of the ender, um, where we, we kind of wanted to focus on a little bit broader topic. That's um, sometimes might have interviews people talk to about, sometimes it'll just be us going back and forth on it. Um, for this topic, I mean, how many times have you been asked this question of Icon or Epic? A million, a million, and I'm the one usually asking it too. <laughs> so I've been asked it,
0: and I'm usually the one asking it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we thought everybody knows this, this question, um, but we felt like everybody didn't know like the full details. If you're new here, you don't really understand them, um, and especially the COVID rules coming up um, with yeah. 2020 being a weird year. Um, I talked to most of my friends. I'm like, "What do you think about skiing?" And they're like, "I don't really know the rules, but..." I'm just gonna try it out. I'm gonna buy the pass. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, I bought Epic this year. Map bought Icon. Um, we have different reasonings for both, which we will mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, me one being,
0: does, does everyone need to like? Do we need to go over the passes, or is that like insulting intelligence? No, like,
1: I, I. mean, I like Epic.
0: just like what they even are like. Because so at a high level, I just cut you off. I'm sorry. I need to. <laughs> what the um at a high level, all the mountains in – in Colorado and across the U S essentially are owned
1: by two different companies. Not exactly. Okay. Nailed it. You go ahead. <laughs> All right. So Vale owns, I mean, not every mountain, but a lot. Um, Vale yeah. basically owns their publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. They own a lot of different mountains throughout the country. That's, and across the world, they own uh, mountains in Japan, right. they own mountains in Europe, Canada, Northeast, Midwest, uh, out West. Um, so they're publicly traded. They own all of them. They run all the operations basically through them. There are instances where they're in partnerships um, with mountains where they don't fully own them, but they're still on the Epic Pass. Icon is actually all individual mountains that are partnership together to basically compete with Epic. Okay. See, I learned. I learned something. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's like it's not a po- Icon's owned by Altera Mountain. Um, which is a company that like runs basically what Icon is. Oh, um, nice. Okay. But it's a little bit different ownership. Like, Vale definitely runs it more of like a publicly traded company. They have earnings reports, et cetera. Altera is right. not really uh, surrounded like that. So, when we go through these COVID regulations, you can kind of see the differential and like being partnership versus one owned parallel pass company. Right. So, there you um, go. I learned something new. All right. Yeah, fair so enough. There you go. So, these, as the passes are, it allows you to go ski at different mountains. Basic, a season pass for multiple mountains. Um, Epic Pass, which I'm on. If you want the full kit and caboodle, everything included, you do the Epic Pass. The Epic Pass is no blackout dates on any mountain. It's $99. For an adult, it's $509 per child. Um, seems pretty expensive, but if you're going to ski bail more than, like, eight times, you're making money. Um, so, yep. mountains are including that in the Wonder Vale. I'll mention a couple of the big ones: Vale, Whistler, basically the two meccas of skiing. If you didn't know that, now you know. Yep. Beaver Creek, Breck, Keystone, Crested Butte, Park City, Utah, uh, North Star, California. You can ski Telluride seven days in Sunhat Valley, Idaho, seven days. And then I'm gonna go on a little rant here: uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Vermont. Washington New Hampshire, Pennsylvania New York Ohio Missouri Indianapolis Canada Japan and Europe they're also all of mountains gracious <laughs> so that's why people love epic it's big they have a lot well that's the one too is like that's so so like like Swetnum said I
0: I chose icon he chose epic and that was that was I mean epic is the pass that that the tourists think of it, it is it's the veil it's the keystone it's It's all all the ones that usually, and maybe not everyone that I can't generalize like that, but, like, my family, we would always be going to Vail or Keystone or Breckenridge. Like, those are the ones that we went to. And so that was, like, I had a really hard time choosing Icon over Epic because of that. Because I was, like, in my mind, like, if I have, you know, just being new here, I have all of my really good friends in Texas. I have my family in Texas and Missouri, and it's, like, when they come and visit, everyone immediately thinks of, in my family, Breckenridge or Vail. And it's, like, those are the ones that Epic's on. So yeah. it's just interesting.
1: And I would say, like, if you think about it, on average, they're pretty – all pretty close. They're all kind of that Summit County realm. They all have pretty big bases Yeah. to where, like, there's a lot to do. Yep. Which is, like, a winter Agreed. park. Winter park, the city's, like, down the street. Mm-hmm. There's not, like, a – Hotel and like all these condos and everything right there. Right. It's a little bit smaller, kind of local feel. Yeah. Um. Agree. Just keep going on the epic, epic local pass. It's a little bit cheaper. Um. It's kind of like the cheap option of epic. It's seven hundred fifty dollars for an adult. It's nineteen plus. <clears throat> Teenagers, it's five ninety nine, which is 13 to 18 And then for children, it's three eighty nine, ages five to twelve. Um, so what's what's the difference? So this one basically, it's kind of my look says it's like local Colorado. So. Okay. Predominantly, what you can skip, no blackout dates, is Keystone, Breck, and Crested Butte. You get 10 days at Vail, Beaver Creek, and Whistler. Which is less than you'd got on the full pass. The full pass, you get everything as many days as you want. Got it. Other okay. than Telluride and Sun Valley.
0: Got it. Okay. So you're limited on some mountains where you had unlimited before.
1: Yeah, which I don't really know if Sun Valley, Idaho, and Tellyride are actually owned by Vail. I think that's why they might have just a seven day. Might just be like they may be like affiliated,
0: kind of like Icon. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Um, but. So uh, it's 10 days in like those big mountains, holidays um, are excluded for Park City, North Star, Vale Beaver Creek. So that means like on those days, you have to basically ski Keystone Breck, Crystal So the only kind of crap part of this one is like a lot of people, families come to town, they're like, hey, we're going to ski Vale for Christmas. And you're like, hey, I have the local pass, I can't ski. Well, you Vail. can,
0: you have to buy individual, you have
1: to buy separate passes, Yeah, which It's sucks. like 200, it's <laughs> yeah, like which $200. Is, Exactly, exactly. So those days you're going to have to drive ski keystone, ski brack, which great mountains, love the yeah. mountains. It's just Vail and Whistler, and those are just kind of putting in another element. Right. Um, so yeah, that's the general overview of that. Matt, why don't you go through Icon, and then uh, we'll focus on the COVID regulations. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, you know, Schwede already hit a yeah. little bit on... Um, Icon, you know, uh, affiliation by a bunch of different mountains, and and I think it is interesting at a higher level. The Icon Pass, and we certainly talk about why you chose Epic versus Icon, but um, the Icon Pass definitely is I, I, in my mind more geared towards locals. It's the it's the mountains that tend to have smaller cities, um, and they're not as you know, it's not the the name brand as much. There definitely are some, and I'll tell you more about them, but. It's not, you know, when when I was an out-of-towner, I immediately, when I thought skiing, it was Vail. Yeah. It was Breckenridge. So I mean, those are – Vail's me, the, Bail, the mecca. Babe. It's the brand name. It's yeah. the brand name of literally you think Colorado skiing, you think Vail. Yeah. So, um, so some of the big mountains um, that you guys probably all know um, that are on Icon, Icon are Aspen.
1: But you can only ski certain amount of days at Aspen, I believe.
0: You can. You okay. can. I'm getting to that. So okay, can, you, can I just uh, give a right. speech? So Aspen, um, Big Sky and Montana, which is pretty sweet. That one uh, that one is really cool, and you're limited to days there, I think, as well. Uh, Copper Mountain, which is a big one, obviously. Uh, Jackson Hole. That one's amazing. Jackson Hole's freaking awesome. Um, Steamboat is probably one of the bigger ones yeah, on, you, on South,
1: Icon. Southwest is flying now into Steamboat, or close to Steamboat. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. New flights. It's, it's ang- but, dude, you know, there's like a... Really
0: expensive because you can fly into like what? What's Vale? You can fly into yeah, but those Amon. all it's yeah. not Avon, is it? It's something I, like that,
1: something like that. But I know Southwest is going to be flying close steamboat. I need to probably read more into that, but it's still a big commercial airline coming into a town that's predominantly been you fly in Denver, and drive steamboat, which is a three, a three and a half, four yeah, hours. It's, exactly. it's a nightmare. So
0: uh, and then a, a, another big one is Winter Park, like you you mentioned Winter Park earlier. So one more. Zay Basin. Oh I'm um, okay. Yes. I was getting to that piece. So those are in my opinion the big mountains. Now the the Swettnum's point of why choosing Icon over Epic. So as Sweatnum just mentioned, their Icon has mountains like a basin that are really close to Denver. Um, some of the closest Mountains to Denver when you're going up into the mountains. I think Loveland passes the only one that's maybe closer to A Basin. um that's yeah. a, worth skiing. Yeah. Um, and so in my mind, you know, this wasn't the big reason why, but A Basin. Like, if I'm going up on, you know, if I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and going skiing, I don't want to go. You know, and, and Breck's not that much farther, and Keystone's not that much farther, but you know, an hour and 15 minutes versus two hours. I mean, that could be that that you know round trip. That's about an hour difference so over an hour difference so um that was a big selling point for me on icon and there's another one on here that um you know again this podcast is really kind of our journey through understanding Denver but for all you Boulder people out there Eldora is on icon and I Google Maps to Eldora and it is 39 minutes from Boulder downtown so if you are a if you are a Boulderite or Indian or whatever you guys call yourselves um and you're looking to go skiing eldora is really is not you know it's not a mecca it's not a veil but it is 30 minutes from boulder so i have i have a buddy that lives up in boulder um and you know there's was, that was another contributing factor to this is like if i want to go hang out with him for the weekend if i have the icon pass and go run over to eldora so um those were a couple reasons why Honestly, the biggest reason why for Icon for me was my friend, my friend group, uh, a lot of people that I hang out with here outside of Schweddy here um, all got Icon. And so it's really, you know, at the end of the day, who's getting what pass? And if you have the Epic and all your friends have Icon, well, you're not going to really ever go skiing together. Right. So for me, it was that the mountains were great and I definitely had a preference for mountains. But really the ultimate deciding factor for me was like where where the most most of my friends going to be. On, in the winter, and then I just went there, and yeah. that
1: was Icon. And I mean, that's similar to that answer. <clears throat> I actually kind of go against the grain. on my most of my friends do do Icon. I would say the reason I go Epic is my out of town friends, as you said, right. as you hit on. Everybody's right. come in town. My family's come in town. We're gonna we're gonna probably try to go to Breckenridge. We're gonna try to go somewhere like that. Um, right. So that was maybe reason I did it. I also I've grown up, as Matt was saying, grown up skiing at these places. Um, and the towns, I think, are amazing. Breck, you, you can't beat Breck's town. No, Breck's the best. Um, so that's kind of where we are. Um, let's just kind of, to end your out, let's go through the COVID regulations. I think that's something that yeah. I've talked to a lot of people about, but they don't really understand. They're like, oh, yeah, you have to yeah. reserve things. And I'm like, well, do you know what to do on the reservations, when you can reserve, etc. Oh, um, shit.
0: Swe- hang on one sec. So I forgot to mention the Icon Pass prices. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Icon actually is a little more expensive. So for an adult, um, and, and they do give a they do give you a discount if you're renewing. So if you are a you know this is your second year having it, it will be a little cheaper. But if you are brand new like me, the full the full pass is just over a thousand bucks at a thousand dollars and forty or a thousand forty nine dollars. Um, I will say that these prices change. So by the time of this episode airing, it could be different. You obviously get a lower price the earlier you buy. Um, But as of right now, looking at the website, it's $1,049 for the adult. If you're a teenager, which they call it young adult because the age, the cutoff is 22. So if you just graduate in college, you can swing the 22, it's actually only $819. So you save about 200 bucks if you're just graduating college and you're still 22 buying your pass. Uh, Child's 369, and then foreign unders 209. So Icon also has the you know a very similar deal as what what Swenna was saying with the Epic Pass. They have a what they're calling a base pass, which is essentially the equivalent of a local pass. Um, so that one has you know your blackout dates, and you have uh, a few other restrictions. But for, I'm going to save you all the details. But just know the the big difference between the $250 savings you get for the local or what they're calling base pass versus the full is essentially those blackout dates on key dates like Christmas and some of the holiday seasons. Yeah, so
1: which is pretty standard. I mean, for locals, you kind of almost try to avoid those days anyways. Right. Um, if you can get out and skip work every once in a while and ski a day in the weekday, it's pretty incredible, um, at least what, from what I've heard. <laughs> I haven't been a part of that yet. Right. We'll see. Uh, so uh, next is the COVID regulations. Um, so – there's kind of big three big things, four big things that Vail focused on. Um, the big ones are passholder reservations, physical distancing, face coverings. Um, or I guess it's only three. So those are your three big things. Um, Passholders will be able to make as many reservations, as many week of reservations as their pass or type availability allows. Um, you also get seven priority reservations during the core season, which is December 8th mm. through April 4th. Um, booking for those begins November 6th and closes on December 7th, so the day before it starts. Interesting enough, once passholder uses all seven days, they can continue to book at a maximum of seven days. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. They allow you up until December 8th, only passholders are allowed on the mountain. That's sweet. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, that's not the best skiing, but still, like, it's still, I mean...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like a... You get up there, have a coffee, ski till noon, come
0: back. You don't have the person going a thousand miles straight down the mountain that has no idea what they're doing or control. Not saying you don't have that, but <laughs> less Jerry, of the, the Jerry's. Jerry's. less of the Jerry's.
1: Yeah, uh, so I think that's really cool. Um, there'll be no lift tickets sold at the resort at the ticket window. I think it's important to know if you have tourists come in, they still they can do it day of if there's availability, but it has to still be online. Nice. So they're just going to take out that contact, physical dins- distancing, and lines. To maintain physical distancing on chairlifts and gondolas, they will only be able to seat related parties. Um, if there's two singles, they can sit on the opposite side of a four-person lift. Um, if you're two doubles, they can be on the opposite of a six-person lift.
0: So punchline lines are going to be longer,
1: take yeah, longer, pretty much. And then lastly, is you have to have a face cover to access the mountain. Which, if you're not, I mean, when you're going skiing, most your people face from freezing off. Yeah, yeah, most people will. So those are the big rules. Um, Basically, December eighth through April fourth, you have to reservations. You have seven days, book them between November sixth and December seventh. Nice. So, I don't think. I mean, I think the lines could be bad. That's the only thing I am worried about. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one
0: hundred percent. But that, but then again, like for for people listening to this podcast that live here, that the ways to avoid that is go outside of peak season. So that that almost COVID happening almost lends to that local pass being a smart play because. That with all the people from out of town coming in on those with the extended line times, that could be that could be pretty pretty ugly. Yeah, that's um, a pretty good point. And that's coming from me who actually bought the full pass, so I'm yeah, yeah. I'm talking myself into thinking I'm an idiot, but that's okay. Yeah.
1: I would also add that the Vale CEO did come out recently. He said, "You know, we're going to put these regulations in now, so that mid season we don't have to come back and put them in."
0: Right, right. So better it, to better to have stricter. Strict and
1: loosen up versus... Strict rules, rather
0: than... Exactly. I was like thinking about how that was going to work. Better to have stricter rules than to have really lax rules and then make everyone mad by tightening it up. So, fair enough. Okay. Well, and and it looks like, you know, on the icon front, it it looks like it's a little more lax, just in the sense that um, they actually have... Whether reservations are required depends on the mountain. So, um, some of the big ones... Um, that we that I mentioned before, like A-Basin, that's what I'm brought up, does require a reservation. Aspen does require a reservation. Big Sky in Montana does require a reservation. Um, Copper Mountain does not. Um, Jackson Hole requires a reservation. Um, and then Steamboat does not require one. And Winter Park does not require one. So... If you're, if you're worried about reservations or if you're just trying to book a last-minute trip and you're worried about the reservations and you're on Icon, I mean, Winter Park, Steamboat, um, Copper are the ways to go because you're not. At this time, and again, this could change in a month, but at this time, you're not required to make a reservation. Now, for the, the, uh, for the mountains that you are required to make a reservation, reservations will actually open up on November 9th. So starting November 9th, whether you use the Icon Pass app or just sign in online, you can actually go and start making your reservations, which what we're talking about, we we recommend you do as soon as you can, especially if you are a full pass holder and can book those big weekends. You are going to want to book that as soon as possible. So make sure you get your vacation plans taken care of, understood, and on the books because you're going to need for... A Basin Aspen, some of those bigger mountains, you're going to need a reservation.
1: Um, and that opens up November 9th. So I don't know if you know the details, but say I'm Copper Mountain and I want to go skiing on Copper mm-hmm. and they just got 30 inches of powder. Mm-hmm. It says there's no reservation system. Does that mean they're just going to load up the mountain as much as they can or does that still mean they're going to have 50% capacity so I get turned away?
0: I don't know. Um, okay. That's actually a good question. I just, all, I do know you don't have make reservations, but as far as whether they're going to let allow it to be, a hundred percent capacity or fifty percent, um, I don't know. Okay, that's that's a good point. Yeah,
1: no, that's interesting one. So, um, so yeah, I think that's. I'm epic. He's icon. Uh, depends on what you like. Um, depends if you like the parallel paths going together and everything being the same, or you want to do a little bit different in each mountain. Be. I think a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Bit different. And I think for the new and, and this is how I'm kind of approaching it too with all being new to the city, you know, it, it's, it's even if you're on Epic and I'm sure there are local mountains on Epic that are that are cool to see too, but like uh, avoid the big mountains if you can. Like go go especially at the beginning of the season, go try these different mountains. Like my I want I've never done A Basin, want to go try A Basin, want to go do Eldora. I you know, and it's not again, these aren't these big mountains and they're not they're not name brand mountains for a reason, but it's also like being a local, you're going to have the benefit of shorter lines and actually you can figure out pretty quickly what you like and don't like. And then you can determine for yourself like, Hey, okay, well, Eldora was awful and a basin sucks. It's like, okay, well then just go to the big mountains and like, maybe Epic makes more sense for you, you know? So it's like, yeah. go, go hit these smaller mountains, go see what you like, because especially for those weekend trips or those day trips, I mean, there's probably, and I don't know, cause I just got here, but there, there's, probably some pretty cool mountains that are awesome for a day and that you can beat traffic on and get way more skiing in than you would if you went deeper into the mountains
1: yeah so we can talk about traffic in the episode that's That's oh man uh, you probably need a three-hour session it's a scary one but um so yeah that's uh it's episode one for us um hopefully you liked it hopefully you learned something new um We'll be back every week until uh, you guys basically... Until we, we get tired of it. Yeah, or you, <laughs> or you get tired of us. Or you cancel us. Uh, it, somehow. You're just like, I don't like these guys. So They're canceled. Uh, so uh, we'll be we're we'll be around and hope, hopefully you like it. Um, we'll be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So follow us on whatever you, you like. Um, we'll be on all platforms. So feel free to share with your friends. Um, yeah, and well, we're
0: open We're open into, I mean, any any and all topics. I mean, we have a laundry list of things, but especially on the social webs if there's a topic that you're like man i you know especially as a new implant or even a local like if you're like i don't know that i've heard this is this true i mean let us do the research and and then let you guys know and again we're we're new to this so new to denver i'm more new than sweating is but like i mean you you guys can you know let us know what you think feel free to to correct us if we're wrong and if we're wrong like let's let's
1: talk about it so yeah uh Hey, maybe come on the episode. Maybe come on the episode. Maybe. maybe. I don't maybe know. You've got to have something interesting about but, uh, That's right. We <laughs> appreciate you guys' time, uh, and have a great rest of your week. All right. Love you guys.